Welcome to People with Purpose. So many people are looking for meaning, but they don't know where to start. Imagine a world where everyone could just get their purpose out of them and then actually make it happen. I'm David Roberts, and I believe that we all have a purpose, and with focus and a little help, people with purpose make a difference. And this show is where these stories come to life. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of People with Purpose. Today, I'm going to talk about some things that you should not do when you're contemplating selling your business. And uh, yeah, there's a few things that you shouldn't do, and we're going to cover some of them, not all of them, probably. There's loads of things to avoid, and it's really important to get your head around this. I mean, if you're running a business, you might be thinking, why should I have to have a plan to sell it? And that's a really good question because you might not want to. You might not be in the place where you know, your business is something that you want to sell or want to ever sell. Fair enough. However, there is a school of thought that says that a business is one of two things. It's either an asset that can be invested in to generate a return, both in financial terms and in uh, social capital terms and benefit to society. And that's one way of looking at a business as an asset. Another way of looking at a business is uh, basically a way to create a job. And you might be really passionate about your business. You might be really passionate about your product and your service that you deliver to your customers. But ultimately, if you run a business as a job, effectively, if you're a single person, you are uh, taking a huge risk because it's basically all on you. How do you take a break? If you've got a team even, if there's too much dependency on you, then how do you ensure that the business can run if you want to take a holiday or if a, a life event happens that takes you away from the business for a period of time or if you become ill and you can't work? How do you make sure that business becomes a source of revenue for you, even though you're not there. I mean, if you think about the reasons why lots of businesses fail, they're things like a lack of capital, cash flow. They're things like a uh, inadequate management team or you know, not the required skills to take the business forward. It could be things like a... Uh, uh, the infrastructure is not in place or the business model is not in place to enable the business to generate enough uh, profit to be reinvested for it to grow. It could be a single decision that takes a lot of cash, takes a lot of focus, takes a lot of energy, but fails. So, I mean, they're the main reasons why businesses fail. And they are all the things that having a exit plan for a business, even if you don't want to sell it right now, can help you to avoid. Because you're looking at the business as an asset. You're looking at 
what you need from the point of view of funding and financing. You're looking at what you need from the point of view of, okay, if I wasn't around, because you know the assumption is if you sell a business, uh, you don't sell yourself with it, potentially you leave the business at that point in time, then what people do you need on your team to be able to take the business forward? What sort of processes and what kind of infrastructure do you need in the business to be able to know that it can run whilst you're away on holiday without you having to be involved? And how are you testing and measuring the benefits of the marketing initiatives or product development initiatives or whatever it might be that you're using to invest in the business to to, to make it work? So there's quite a lot of reasons why having an exit plan for your business can be a really good idea, even if you don't want to sell the business. Well, you can't see any point in time where you will want to sell the business. But let me ask you this question. Is it possible that at some point in the future, you might want to spend some of your time doing other things? I think the answer to that could be yes. Whether that's new business ventures, whether that's time with family, loved ones, just time you know on holiday, whatever it might be. So here are seven things you should never do when you sell a business. And uh, these are seven probably quite random things, but but they are hopefully helpful. This came out of a conversation, actually, that I had on a, on a mastermind with uh, some people that I've, I've been working with now for, for a year and uh, really enjoyed masterminding with them, you know, talk about business, about life challenges and all that kind of thing. And uh, sharing experiences on a mastermind can be really, really powerful. And uh, yeah, so this conversation popped out out of, uh, of, out of an, an experience of one of uh, my fellow masterminders. And, uh, and you know, having also been through the process of buying a business, selling a business a couple of times, then, uh, then it, was, it, it really struck a me. So, so things that you shouldn't do, seven things you should not do when you sell a business. So number one is don't think about it when you need to do it. That is a, uh, a massive mistake. It can take around four to five years to get the business into a saleable state. So you've got to sort of begin with the end in mind. And like I say, even if you don't want to sell your business or can't see a time at any point in the future where you're going to want to sell your business, having a plan that means that you are building the equity value of your business. You're building shareholder value. You're building the kind of the systems and the uh, the team and the assets that a business needs to become more valuable, uh, which includes revenue, recurring revenue, but is not exclusively recurring revenue. Um, it can take a while to put those things together. So if you think about it, when you need to sell it, and you might have some kind of massive life event going on that's taking your time, which is why you need to sell it. You're not going to be able to focus on getting the right building blocks in place to enable you to exit the business if you need to, or step away from it in some form if you need to. So 
That's number one. Don't think about it when you need to do it. Think about it in advance. Thing to avoid, number two, is do not ignore chemistry as a key factor with a potential buyer of your business. Now, clearly, if somebody is making you an offer for your business, the money is important. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the money isn't important. But do not ignore the chemistry. If you're selling a business effectively for a period of time, you might be going into partnership with somebody on your business. Now, that partnership could be very short term because it could be for the period of the, the deal has been agreed uh, to the cash being in the bank, and that could be your last involvement for the business. But it also could be that there'll be a period of time where you'll be working in the business or supporting the business after the actual transaction happens. So do not ignore the chemistry with a potential buyer. You have to be able to get along. You have to be able to come to reasoned and rational decisions together. They might not necessarily be a long-term business partner for you, but they will be a business partner for you for a period of time. So do not ignore the chemistry. Vitally important. That's the second thing. Number three, don't give on your non-negotiables. Now, when you're looking at selling a business, there are lots of things that you can think about. So things like, what's the multiple of profit that you want to get? How much cash uh, will you agree to leave in the business? How much time will you spend in the business? What kind of warranties and guarantees will you give? What kind of commitments? Now, there are going to be a whole array of things that you know you could have as key negotiating points. Before you get anywhere near that kind of a conversation about evaluation of your business with a potential buyer, be really crystal clear on your, on your non-negotiables and then don't give on those. Don't make everything a non-negotiable. Make the real key things non-negotiable and don't give on those because they tie into your why you would sell. Why and for what? And so being really crystal clear on, on that is vitally important. It then means that you're able to, in, when you get into a negotiation, as you invariably will, you're able to give things and know, because you've done the work in advance, that they're things that you can give and they are worth giving on to get the stuff that's really important for you. So be clear on your non-negotiables and don't give in on those. Number four is once you've gone through the process of finding a buyer you've got good chemistry with and agreeing heads of terms on those non-negotiables, you then go into a period of due diligence. When you're in that period of due diligence, don't take your foot off the gas. It's vitally important that your business continues to perform in line with plan. It can really spook a potential buyer. The deal is not done when you've agreed heads. The deal is only done when the transaction completes. And whilst you're going through a due diligence process or in the time between you know, the, the, the heads being agreed and the completion, 
the business still needs to perform. You'll probably be in, in an exclusivity arrangement. You'll probably be sharing detailed information about the company performance as the buyer's looking to validate their offer. The biggest single thing that will cause the potential buyer to try to chip the price on you will be the business not performing in line with forecast. So make sure that doesn't happen to you. So number five is not only is it important not to take your foot off the gas, keep the business performing, you know, profit coming in, turnover hitting the numbers, cash flow looking good. It's important not to get distracted by anything other than the business that you are selling, the cash flow, the profitability, the people and the service that's being delivered from that business. Because once you've agreed heads of terms to sell a company, there is the potential that your mind will wander to possible new ideas and uh, the next thing and, and all of that kind of stuff. Particularly if you've got a natural orientation to be attracted to shiny things anyway. It's, like I say, supporting the previous point really, which is don't take your foot off the gas. Don't get distracted by anything other than cash, profit, people and service. If possible new ideas, new business ventures, uh, exciting holidays you plan to do once the deal goes through, whatever it might be, come to mind. Write them down. Of course, make a note of them, but park it. Really focus on what it is you need to do to get the deal over the line. Because there's quite a lot of work involved in providing the potential buyer with the information that they need. That is enough of a distraction on its own to keeping the business running as it should. So, I mean, obviously, this, is, this depends on how big a business it is, how many people there are on the team. But it almost doesn't matter, no matter where you are, mentally, emotionally, and practically, you will be preoccupied by the transaction. And it is possible to get distracted and to allow yourself to become distracted if you think it's in the bag. It's not in the bag until the deal is done. So just really watch out for that. Have somewhere to part your good ideas for your brave new world and your, your glorious future and focus on what needs to be done until the deal is done. Number six is when the deal actually does go through, don't expect to feel anything. And this sounds really weird. You might think it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a kind of thing where you, you sell a business and uh, you're going to get this feeling of um, elation or euphoria or even relief if it's a kind of a difficult situation and that's why you're selling the business. There are so few business owners I've spoken to, self-included actually, who've really felt anything when they've actually sold a business. You're so involved in the process and uh, you're so invested in the company and, and there are going to be mixed feelings no matter what the circumstances uh, at that point in time when that happens. But, you know, I think... Expecting to feel a certain way potentially puts a little bit more pressure on it. I would not have any expectations about how you're going to feel. What I would think about, though, instead is those people around you 
who have supported you through the process. They may have known about it. They may not have known about it because of confidentiality. They may have supported you, given you a break, you know, made allowances for how you've been over the couple of months uh, on the run-up to the completion of the deal. So don't expect to feel anything, but express your gratitude to those people around you once the deal goes through. You know, be thankful for them and tell them how much you've appreciated their support, uh, even, like I say, if they haven't known what you've been going through. That's a great way to really kind of digest and almost complete on the deal emotionally as well as, you know, the deal completing from a kind of a legal and financial point of view as well. Because uh, you invest a lot uh, emotionally in selling a business and so do others around you, even if they don't know what's going on. So don't expect to feel anything when the deal goes through, but recognise that other people will feel stuff and will have felt stuff as you've gone through the transaction and be thankful and celebrate for them and with them, even if you don't feel like doing that yourself. And then the seventh thing is don't do it on your own. So it's quite challenging selling a business. What do they they say? The the saying goes, never, never buy anything when you're excited, never sell anything when you're feeling scared. Otherwise, you'll pay too much or, or not ask for enough. Having somebody alongside you who you trust or who you've got a very good contract with, so you don't need to trust them, but the chemistry is right and it's contractually uh, in a good place, can be really, really powerful. If you're a solo business owner, it can be quite lonely. And like I say, because of confidentiality, you might not be able to talk to people. And there isn't one person on the planet who doesn't need an advisor. Either you might be good on the financials, but need advice on the legals. You might really understand the business, but not know anything about how to sell a business and who, where to find potential buyers and all of those kind of things. So, you know, so think people like corporate financial advisors, people like private equity houses, People like, uh, yeah, yeah, venture capitalists, they're good people to talk to, as are you know, your accountant and also people that have walked the path before. So if you know somebody who's bought and sold businesses and uh, you know, they're the kind of person that you um, feel like you, you, you've got a bit of a rapport with and, like I said, the chemistry is there, then as part of your planning – for selling the business, you can actually bring somebody on the board as a kind of an advisor and somebody to help and support you, perhaps to A, value the business, B, get the right sort of mechanics in place so when you're ready to sell, uh, they're there, and C, uh, help you with the connections that you need to to get best value or the right outcome or or whatever your goals for selling the business are. So don't do it on your own. Get some help from someone who's, who's been there before you. So there's seven things not to do when you're 
contemplating selling a business, number one is don't think about it when you need to do it. Think about it in advance. Number two is do not ignore the chemistry between you and any potential buyer. Number three is don't give up on your non-negotiables. Be really clear on those. Number four is never take your foot off the gas. Once you've found a buyer, the business still needs to continue to perform. Number five, don't get distracted by anything other than cash, profit, people, and service whilst you're in that phase between agreeing heads of terms and completing. Number six, don't expect to feel anything when the deal goes through, but look out for the feelings of others. And number seven, don't do it on your own. Now, if you can get yourself into the sort of mindset where actually I'm going to set a plan for how I, how I might build my business as an asset and incorporate that into your business plan, uh, then what that can help you to do is to actually reduce the risk of your business falling into the trap that lots of other businesses fall into when they fail or falter. So, you know, a lack of cash or capital, having an uh, inadequate team in the business to take it forward, which means it, it remains stagnant and then potentially dies. Not having the right infrastructure or processes or systems in place, or having unsuccessful costly initiatives that bring the business down. That dependency on you, you can remove that dependency on you. I mean, if you don't, take these steps and and plan in this kind of way you know you could be potentially putting yourself in a situation where you've got a decent business and okay you might never want to sell it but without having a plan like this what happens if you become sick what happens if uh, you need to step away from the business for 6 months and or something like that and there's too much of a dependency on you and you know, a life event happens and, and you're unable to run the business and run your life at the same time, what's going to happen then? You know, having this kind of a plan and recognising what not to do uh, when you're going through the process can really help you if you're running a business of what, no matter what size or scale, to look at it as an asset. And that can also help you with a mindset thing as well from the point of view, okay, so why is it that I do this? It's because I love it. One thing that uh, Tony Robbins said that, that resonates with me is that a big reason why businesses can fail sometimes is because the business is more in love with its product than it is with its customer. And that's really interesting. So again, if you can almost take yourself out of the equation a little bit and your passion for the product or service that you offer and think about what the customer needs, what the benefit that your business brings to society is. And if you can think about it from the point of view of you want that benefit to continue to be delivered to society when you're no longer around or no longer able to, to run the business. Think about it in those terms, then that really kind of unlocks a mindset that says, yeah, the business that you've created is there as an act of service for others. 
It's there, yes, to generate a lifestyle and an income for yourself, but predominantly to fix a problem that people in society have. And people will need that solution that you offer to that problem way longer after uh, you've probably had enough of offering that service yourself or, or could even feasibly be alive for. So having an exit plan for your business and making sure that you take these knots into account can be vitally important to legacy too. And so, like I said, the first thing not to do is to wait until you need to do it to put a plan in place that enables you to sell the business when you need to. So get started as soon as you can on planning to build your business as an asset that delivers service and value to society without needing you to be part of it. What greater legacy than that to leave? Okay, thanks. Well, I hope this has been helpful and uh, bless you and take care and I look forward to catching you again soon. Thanks for listening to People With Purpose. I hope you've enjoyed the show and are enjoying going on this journey. Please remember to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review. Uh, tell all your friends. And if you're interested in finding out more about any of the things we've covered in this episode of People With Purpose, just get in touch. All the details are in the show notes. Thanks. Bye. Thank you.